Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, back on the Ohioan podcast, segment three on a Monday. And I was just calling Brandon and Craig. Um, I, I watched the cable news over the weekend. I guess the first question you guys can ask is, it's a holiday weekend. It's very nice outside. Why are you watching cable news at all? But, hey, you know me. I'm a news guy. I'm a nerd. I got to do it. Um, a lot of coverage about the baseball all-star game. It was played to go to Atlanta. Um, Georgia, they changed the law. It wasn't a, an election that did it. It was just the governor. They had this rule that kind of curtailed voting rights. And I know, depending on what side of the political aisle, you might say, hey, maybe it didn't curtail. Well, it's making it harder for people to vote. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. And because of that, um, you know, people were upset. And there was some um, talk about protests against Georgia. And baseball went the extra step. They said, hey, you know, we're not going to have our All-Star game here in Atlanta. They moved it as of this taping. There hasn't been an announcement of where it's going, but it's gone from Atlanta. And um, a lot of uh, baseball teams were supportive of the move. A lot of officials were supportive of the move. But Atlanta lost their mind. The mayor, not the mayor, but the governor had some press conferences against it. As well, the, the Braves were like, hey, we want our All-Star game back. Um, Brandon. I was going to say, the Ulster game stinks. It doesn't matter what sport. It's kind of a boring game. I don't think it's really for the fans. Most fans can't go to the game. And I guess if you're looking at benefit for a city, okay, you get more money coming into the city. But a couple years ago here in Columbus, we had the NHL All-Star game. And I thought it was great. But was it? Game stunk? I mean, yeah, there's some more hotels got money, but how's that impact you and me? So, I mean, even before we get to it was a politically good decision, who cares about all-star games? Am I missing something here? I would say that those hotels, bookings, yeah. uh, that comes with bed tax dollars usually. I don't know what Atlanta or Georgia's uh, system's like, but I would assume um, there would have been some bed tax dollars. In some, I, w- I would be surprised if they didn't have that in Atlanta. But um, And um, so, yeah, and then, of course – folks coming out and eating at your restaurants and uh, whether it's in this year, it's like, I, I don't know, maybe you got a point as far as it might be the imp- tourism impact is really uh, nulled and, and uh, are, uh, are uh, simplified this year because of the pandemic. Um, whether they're getting out, they can only get carry out or maybe they could socially distance at the, at the restaurant. But, um, but still, I mean, dollars that would have gone to um, the, local businesses, um, you know, those are, that's, that's now removed. And, um, the, the, that's really the weird dynamic is, is, um, you know, 
it's it's uh your it's major league baseball is doing this mostly to kind of speak out against Georgia, but it also affects Atlanta. Um, so from the political eye, if you look at it in terms of a political political lens, like you know, Atlanta is mostly a Democratic area, and Georgia's overall is re- is usually red. Um, a bit of a swing state this past election, but um, um, so that's always a, that's a weird dichotomy of its own. But basically, um, no, the All Star Game. I think it's. Uh, I think I think it's. I agree. I agree with you. Since the the most the uh, coverage, uh, a lot of the coverage over it is just that where where news media is like hungry for drama. <laughs> I think right. they they've had such a. Uh, a, a succulent over surplus diet of news of headlines being written for them over the last four years. They're now writing them again. <laughs> They're just, I mean, um, I've been, I joke, I joke about um, the president's dog major getting two stories so far. I don't even remember when a Bo- uh, president Obama's dog was in trouble. I don't, I, I didn't even see that story at the time in, in the 2016 or whatever that, that, uh, that dog's incident happened. But, um, I'm almost joked with my wife, you know, uh, uh, Joe, Joe Biden's dog major is going to have to do a tell all with Oprah at some point if this keeps up. But, um, you know, I think, um, I do think this this does have some impact on the, on the state of, of uh, Georgia and the city of Atlanta. If to answer your question, <laughs> well, and, and you're right. Part of the problem is, um, you know, the news. I mean, again, 24 hour news, and you know, not just for your CNN, but even where Craig and I work of Gannett, Ohio. You know, we post news all day on the website. I will tell you, we had two really sad, fatal accidents over weekend. Uh, one up in uh, Canton, and uh, one we were following up a family of four who died in Columbus, which is really sad. But other than that, which you know always is big news, no matter when it happens. Craig, our our big stories of the weekend was a USA Today story about um, a problem on Wheel of Fortune, and my follow up on uh, George's story about Valley Sports Network. I mean that was. Far and away, the best stories, and, and nothing against USA Today or nothing against me, you know, as I wrote that follow-up story. But on typical weeks, those aren't your top stories. I mean, just, you know, it's a slow weekend for news in the Easter. I don't know, Craig, you you are a big baseball fan. You're you're probably watching. I don't know, Brandon, let's guess how many games Craig has watched. We've had a week of baseball, probably over-under is probably 30, right? Would you say over? I'll say over thirty. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, well, I watched. I watched every single oh, wow. game on opening day. Not that I watched every inning of every you know every pitch and in every inning, but I at least watched every 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 game on opening day. So, you know, ESPN. You know, obviously they had the rain out with the Mets and Nationals, which I'm you know I'm the only one on this show that knows that. Actually, not a obvious. I shouldn't say rain out because it was a COVID-related uh, COVID COVID right. Um And they also lost their entire series. Um, surprisingly, though, I did not watch uh, Sunday Night Baseball. I think, you know, watching baseball on Easter, my wife would have been like, hey, what are you doing? Um, but, 
Yeah, I probably watched, uh, you know, at least a dozen, you know, games. And I watched oh. a couple of Indians, you know, games. Uh, I watched um, – I was watching one on my phone as I was watching another one on TV. So, you know, but the Marlins were on. My favorite team, the Miami Marlins, were on. So I was watching them on MLB Network on my phone while I was watching another game on TV. So um, I love baseball. And it's great to have it back, and it's um, it's nice to have a full season of it. Um, I'm not, I don't really care for the All Star Game. I'm kind of like you, I think, where the All Star Games are, are pretty much pointless these days. The only thing that I really enjoy about All Star, you know, weekends or games are, you know, I like watching the slam dunk contest and the three point shooting contest for basketball, and I like watching the home run derby in baseball. But as far as the game goes, I might watch an inning or two of the All-Star game in baseball. I might watch a little bit of basketball. I will definitely not watch any of the Pro Bowl in the NFL. Um, and then I'll watch a little bit of hockey as well. So not really a huge fan of the All-Star game. think they're kind of pointless. But the biggest thing for Atlanta here or for Georgia in general is they're losing out on a lot of economic impact. I mean, they, they've done studies on All-Star game weekends and – you know, they feel like they can, you know, range anywhere between $37 million and like $190 million in economic impact for wherever, you know, whoever's hosting that game. So Georgia's missing out on, uh, you know, a good fair amount of money here. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I, I think it bothers me about the whole thing, though, is I, I think the all oh, the national outrage. I, I, and, you know, hey, you like baseball, that's fine. I don't want to make fun of you liking baseball, but – you know, I, I don't think baseball is that big of a sport. And all, all weekend, you know, we hear Republicans like, oh, we are not watching baseball anymore. And I'm like, I don't know. Brandon, do you think baseball is listening to this podcast going, oh, no, Brandon and Chris are not fans. They're like, hey, whatever, you know, <laughs> it's fine, you know. I, I don't know. It, it's just so strange. I don't know. I, I used to cover the Columbus Blue Jackets for a local blog, and I was covering them for about a year and a half. And one Saturday night, um, they bring the commissioner in, and they had this surprise announcement, Columbus, you're getting an all-star game. And I'll be honest, guys, it was funny, because at first I sent out this really excited tweet going, oh, man, this is great news for Columbus. And the more I think about it, I'm like, you know, no regular fans go – yeah, I mean, Brand's right. You know, the city gets some tax dollars uh, with the bed tax, and you know, it helps some restaurants and everything else. But it's like it's a, bu- a big bunch of hooey, and I don't know. And, and what upsets me is now it's the latest political outrage. If you're on one side, you're cheering it, and if you're on the other side, you're booing it. And maybe Major League Baseball's smart here. I mean, maybe Major League Baseball is actually looking at it and saying. They get publicity, Brandon. I mean, it's not America's top sport. So, how do you get attention on Easter weekend? Move the All Star game. Uh, not to say baseball doesn't care, but what a great way of getting some coverage over the weekend. I'm sure that factored into decisions about what to. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it, it's so weird how a private business, in a sense, a private enterprise, is, you know, um, engaging with the political discourse. It's interesting how the political discourse is forcing a lot of companies, or I don't know if they're forcing, that might not be the right term, but how how they are influencing companies, I should say, in how and um, in terms of whether to, you know, like speak back to the di- political discourse and come out and put out statements because um, 
it's almost a catch 22. Like, I don't know. I mean, if you're, let's say you're, you know, a business owner in some sense and you got people who are, who, who want you to speak out, you know, it's kind of weird that they're asking you to speak out about an issue of great importance, but it's just weird that they're asking you to do it just because maybe you've gotten so big. You're such, you're such a big part of society that you should speak out maybe. And if you don't silence is, is silence is really, uh, really deafening in the sense as a response. So it's, it's almost like companies have to have, are are obligated to kind of engage with the political discourse. But, um, I just as far as the 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 over coverage of it, I mean, this is a this is just sort of a weird dynamic of times where you have um, um, the conservative movement really um, focused a lot on a little uh, almost every little weird story, whether it's Mr. Potato Head getting a gender neutral iteration or Doctor some some Doctor Seuss books that you, probably you, me, and Craig have never read in elementary school, but are no longer going to get printed anyway. Um, and then, um, on top of that, you have a lot of members of Congress on the Republican side, um, promoting benefits of the, uh, COVID rescue plan, the American rescue plan, even though they did not vote for the bill. So just a strange time. Um, I think, and I think, like I said earlier, it's just the media, the media, I think, it's a uh, the media is definitely on a on a on a starvation of 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 headlines to write. Partly though, I think it's a byproduct though. Is as we're si- you know you talk about those uh, tragic accidents up in your local can area. We're and we're at a time now where there's so much more national media than there is local media. I think it's just there's so much of a sort of a top top uh, uh, down approach um, that they're focused more on the national headlines and there's no bottom there's not enough local journalism to kind of um to kind of be the focus for everyone on a um on a change so i think that's kind of um uh kind of also another uh issue that why we're seeing sort of this oh and major league baseball is moving a pointless all-star game out of the city i i I don't know i think it'd be cool to have a conversation though about what can the big four sports do instead of an all-star game so, <laughs> well, my takeaway from this conversation is we've got to say a small press release saying when we do our podcast tour of the country, we're not going to Atlanta. And hey, maybe we'll get some attention to the podcast <laughs> that way. You know, Atlanta's out. We're, we're, we're going to other places. So, should be good. Well, thanks for checking out the Ohioan. We'll be back very shortly with segment four of the show. Have a great day and thanks for checking us out. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.